Does this movie belong in a museum? We've got our top men on the case. <laughs> this is spoilers. Nice. Hello and welcome to spoilers! Exclamation point! TM. Uh, my name is Mikey, and I'm your host this week. And if you're new here, I won the trivia portion of our episode last week, which was hosted by Pappy. So I get to choose the movie for this week, and I chose Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, yeah, so let's just go around, and uh, we'll start with Pap since you hosted last week. So introduce yourself and tell us what your favorite movie intro is. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, this is Pappy. Uh, recording from Denver, Colorado, and it's, I'm not going to say two, because people hate when, when you take other people, so I'm going to go with uh, Drive. I really love that, like, intro scene. I think we even talked about Raiders and the Lost Ark on Drive, so that's probably my favorite. Nice. Uh, Stevie? Hey there, this is Stevie, recording from Elkhart, Indiana. And my favorite movie intro also belongs to my favorite movie, which is Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. What's the intro on that one? He's like standing there, kills a lizard, eats a lizard, then uh, uh, drives yeah. out in the desert mm. and like crashes. And then it's like five minutes of crazy hell with the war boys trying yeah. to tattoo him. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you're next. This is a very good question, Mikey. So good that i wish you would have maybe told us earlier today same yes but i am one of your top men so i have an answer for you (laughs) Um, i really liked it in phantom menace when the evil trade federation (laughs) was confronted by jedi knights qui-gon jinn and his padawan obi-wan i i honestly really like the intro to that movie josh what? Nothing. You just love Phantom Menace so much. No, I gave that movie a no, but... Wait, <laughs> is that the one where he's no, like... No, you gave it a yes. How did we fall for this? <laughs> it's the one where they put their lightsabers into the closing doors, and they're doing a Nerd. slow circle, and... Um, I think that stuff's great. It really went... The movie, like, all went downhill <laughs> from there, but... Anyway. I gotta say, Josh, your views on Star Wars are baffling to me. You're hot and cold <laughs> on it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brett, what's going on? Uh, hey, this is Brett from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, I've been looking at movies real quick. Uh, I'd say probably my favorite is probably the most boring one that you guys have said, but I love the first scene in The Godfather. Um, with, uh, you know, I believe in America and all that stuff, but either that or Ghostbusters, but that's kind of creepy, so... I'm going to have to go with that. Does anybody know what I'm talking about with The Godfather? Godfather? No, I haven't seen that movie in a while. But Ghostbusters was the library, right? Yeah, and the and the Dark Knight the Dark Knight bank robbery is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Mm, nice. Uh, Jordan, you're the only one left? Yeah, this is Jordan, uh, recording from Durham, North Carolina. Uh, I'm just really blanking. Um, Probably Fast and the Furious something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> A classic. <laughs> no, honestly, classic. I'd probably go with the bank robbery. I feel like does Sandlot have a good intro, or am I thinking of a different part in Sandlot? I think he's like a turd at the beginning, isn't he? Just like I think you're thinking of the end. 
It's like a. It starts off with his room where he's doing like science experiments, and his mom is like, "Why are you so weird?" Oh yeah, yeah. Like, go not get along bad. with your not new dad that, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Okay, wait, yeah, that the, mom isn't the lady from this yes, movie. It is. It is. Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Connection. Wow, what a great segue, Mikey. Uh yeah, and into that segue, I'll, I'll <laughs> oh, say. Oh, uh, you messed it up so bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll uh, say that this is one of my favorite movie entries of all time. But uh, it's either this or Jaws. I think Jaws has uh, one of the greatest. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, intros. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think it's kind of telling that we all kind of chose some of our favorite movies. So I think that uh, is a real important hook to get you into your uh, your favorite movies to have a all time. Amazing intro, and I think this movie does a really great one. Uh, so, Josh, idolizer of all evil characters, can you describe this opening scene? <laughs> Jafar. <laughs> yeah, Jafar did nothing wrong, but... <laughs> Indiana Jones, we're smack dab in the middle of his previous adventure, so already this movie is almost like a sequel to whatever happened here, but he is running through the jungle, he has a few guides, and... Um, I guess maybe someone else can fill me in on the lore of South America, but there's like wild tribes that are worshiping this temple. Um, does anybody actually know Indiana Jones well enough to know what the actual lore of this first thing he grabs is? This like golden big I, monkey. I just assumed it was like Mexico and they were like in the Aztec jungle or something. But yeah, he's getting led by a couple of guides here and one of them is actually alfred molina who goes who uh is also known as doc ock screen de- mm-hmm. it was doc a screen oh. uh, big screen debut i believe yeah i think this is his first one of his first movies if not the first one and, they're in uh, peru by the way good call josh and so uh molina notices like a poison dart in a tree so he knows that there's a tribe or something out here that's hunting or at least keeping people away from whatever treasures in this jungle so, uh, the, one of the first times we see Harrison Ford, he's looking at a map and, uh, a guy, I think is trying to rob him or steal the map or something. He's got a gun pulled <laughs> and then he, uh, turns around real, real quick and takes out his whip and, uh, gets him right on the hand and, uh, knocks the gun out of his hand. And that guy so that's just like, like nopes out of there, slowly yeah. <laughs> backs into the jungle. <laughs> no words are spoken. He just turns around and walks away. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like the very first time we see Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. And uh, Josh, what else happens when uh, they get a- actually into the ruins when they find this place? All his people that are accompanying him kind of start getting picked off one by one. So he already caught one out trying to steal from him. Um, I forget what happens to the second guy. He just wimps out. I think he sees something and he like runs away screaming with his hands in there. And then the third one, um, as he finally, he like goes through all these elaborate traps. He can't touch the light. He can't like step on certain stones and he totally has to do like the Latin thing where he like walks up the steps (laughs) and he famously switches out the idol for a bag of sand so that the weight would be the same. But like the cave of wonders, like something goes wrong. So the whole thing starts like caving in around him. Shit. Did I pick Aladdin? 
I totally, <laughs> this was totally uh, on accident. He's <laughs> even a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I offered yes. Melina's face during that whole time too. Why Dr. Jones is going up to the, the idol. There's like three shots of that cut back to him and his jaw is just a gape. He's like so worried. <laughs> <laughs> He's like rubbing his fingers together. Exactly. Looking like a dummy. But I was getting at all his accompaniments die, but this he's like the worst one because Indiana Jones like saves his butt three or four times in the temple. And then they get to this gap and the dude steals the idol from him and doesn't even give him his whip back. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, he instantly dies. I don't think he ma- he makes it past like the next trap. So he is killed off pretty quickly and... uh Indy picks up the idol, and then just all shit breaks loose as the ruins are starting to fall apart. And Stevie, what what happens next as uh, Indy is so close to the exit? What kind of really famous uh, stunt is pulled right here? The boulder? Yeah. Oh, I love the boulder scene. (laughs) Like, to me it's just iconic. Like, it's one of the more iconic parts of this movie is, like, escaping, like, the boulder coming down on you. And um, as he exits, uh, he actually gets out of the Cave of Wonders. There's a bunch of Jovitos, which are the, uh, I guess you could say the indigenous tribe that have never seen Western civilization or anything to modern date. Because they look like they've been stuck in like a time loop for a long time. They're a butt cheek tribe. Yeah, they're, a butt- <laughs> they're one of the butt cheek tribes. Great National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they're being led by uh, Indy's rival, who's known as Belloc. And he's kind of like a, a rival archaeologist. He's also kind of treasure hunting. But he's, like, employed the help of these tribesmen. And with one command, I love this part of the movie. I've seen this movie so many times. But he does, like, a <laughs> with his mouth <laughs> and sends all of the tribesmen off to go chase Indy through uh, the jungle. And so Indy's running through the jungle, and this is also another funny scene where he's like yelling at the the plane, the pilot. Jack, to, uh, start the plane! Start the engines! Jack, start the engines! Get it up! He's screaming his head off as he's trying to swim to the plane, and it's just a great escape scene. Pap, what happens uh, while they're escaping? Yeah, so uh, they uh, Jack, who is clad in a New York Yankees hat, starts the engines and abandons the fish that he that he's grabbing. And and this is another pretty famous shot as the <laughs> as the tribes people come up to the the brink of the river and start shooting their arrows. And and Indy uh, manages to get in kind of the front seat of the plane. Uh, but it turns out we learned something very important about Indiana Jones is that he has a Brett like fear of snakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's called a phobia. A phobia of snakes. Snakes, yeah. Jack's pet snake. And then, yeah, they, they kind of get away, but I think uh, Indy doesn't come away with the idol. So it's kind of cool because he's like, even though the scene's so badass and so iconic, he's like unsuccessful in his first mission, which is kind of a mm-hmm. interesting character trait. Yeah. Uh, we actually like come to find out that he's unsuccessful, I think, a lot of times. He, <laughs> yeah. he says uh, when we get to the college, which is like the next scene, that he works as a professor slash archaeologist slash tomb raider. And uh, the ladies love Dr. Jones. Oh, yeah, they do. Uh, he's got a, a class full of hotties here, co-eds, and they all seem to love Dr. Jones uh, because he's a hunk. 
He's Did he Harrison hook Ford. up with that one with the love you on the eyelids? I know <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty uncomfortable by it. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I was watching like the Blu-ray, so there's like a bunch of extra features, and there's another scene that was like deleted where uh, a girl like comes up to them in the hallway right before Marcus tells them they have a, a meeting with the government officials. And she's like, but what about our meeting? And he's like, uh, I'm sorry, I can't go. And Marcus is like, this is not the time, Indiana. We we have to go talk to the government. You can't be like screwing around talking to these co-eds or something. Like, we don't have time for this right now. <laughs> I was curious <laughs> about this too. Is he supposed to be like hunky or like nerdy? Like, what's his what's his game here? Both. Perfect both? blend. Don't Perfect act blend like you both. don't know, Jordan. Oh, <laughs> gosh, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm actually curious. This is my first Indiana Jones movie. Ooh. Oh, really? Whoa. Uh, Whoa. So, you're, are you also enraptured by the rugged good looks of Harrison Ford in this movie? Yes, clearly. <laughs> but at, first, at first, when he has those glasses on, it's like, what is he trying to like play a nerd so that he's not? No, I think he's just uh, just uh, dressing up for the part. So okay, I, fair I, enough. I think everybody knows that he's cool, so he's just trying to dress down or something, make himself look not as awesome as a professor. <laughs> well, he's like, also he, really smart. That works. Yeah, he is really smart, so he's... Yeah, yeah, I mean, he went to the University of Chicago, which is one of the best schools in the world, so yeah. he's probably pretty smart. Well, I love how, like, there's all those girls, like, fawning over him, but at the end of the scene, there's, like... And it's pretty crazy, too, because this is, like, 1930s, so, like... To think that there would be that many women in a college, you know, class is actually kind of kind of crazy to think about. So they're clearly yeah. fawning over him. But there's one dejected like male who like slaps an apple down on his desk <laughs> and like walks out with his head down, so pissed off. I'm glad <laughs> you mentioned the apple. That's exactly what I was going to talk about because we talk about Indiana Jones like getting everything taken from him. That even that apple is taken by his friend, like Marcus or whatever, who comes in mm-hmm. to tell him the army guys are coming. So I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. So he was like in the middle of uh, teaching this class when Marcus walks in and Jones cuts the class short and Marcus tells him that they have this meeting with government officials regarding the Nazis. And when <laughs> we get to the meeting, they, <laughs> they, the government officials tell him, that they Hitler is crazy about all these religious artifacts. He's they've got like occult uh, connections and stuff like that. So he's trying to gather up all of these religious artifacts for some reason. And one of the things he's looking for is the Staff of Ra, which is a map to the Ark of the Covenant. Um, we find out that Indiana knows where the Staff of Ra or like the top of the Staff of Ra is located. And, uh, it's, uh, and he also kind of guessed that the Ark is located in Tanis, which is like in the desert somewhere, which was wiped away by a sandstorm. And so we get the whole, uh, this, I think, I don't think this movie started it, but it's kind of like a huge cliche of like traveling on the the map. Yeah. So we get like our first map, map trip. Uh, Jordan, (laughs) do you remember where we go on this first trip? Uh, no, I'm not really sure. I know, Nepal. I know. It's, it's I, know Nepal. I know the map, and it's yeah. so fucking iconic. Where yeah, is it, Pat? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Nepal. Well, 
Well, yeah, quickly too about the map. I love how it like takes just like right turns. You know what I mean? Like they kind of have to stop <laughs> off in Hawaii and they have to stop off someplace else. Like I don't know. Like seeing that, like my little my little nine year old brain just goes crazy for that kind of stuff. I love it so much. But yeah, so they, they end up in Nepal, right, where uh, he meets an old old lover. Um, <laughs> kind of weird. A little weird. Uh, yeah, we find out that she's actually she was younger. I think like a a lot younger. When they first met. But uh, we get another great uh, character introduction here. And her name is Marion. And she's having a drinking contest. Uh, CV, can you like describe this drinking contest? What, what the outcome is? Yeah, so... Mary and I have to imagine being the owner of this bar in Nepal is an alcoholic. And so she has a ton of turned over. I imagine they're drinking whiskey. Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Fireball was huge back in the day. So I had to think it was whiskey. <laughs> probably some Jack. And it's she's probably going some off against- sort of rice derivative. Ugh, it just uh-huh. didn't look pleasant. She's going against this local who's a big, burly man. And Marion's kind of slow playing it, pretend to be drunk. I imagine because she doesn't feel anything anymore that she has to act this way to feel something inside. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, wow. and, um, the way I yeah. see it. <laughs> so she, uh, she beats the, I mean, she takes a drink, turns it over. And uh, the other guy just, he takes his last shot and passes right out. And then Marion goes along with her night like, all right, that's it. That was my night. Even though she just drank like 16 shots. She's very sober at this point in my mind. Yeah, Marion's Pretty got sober. A, yeah. a glass, uh, a glass liver. Uh, I think she's, <laughs> <laughs> a, she's not a raging alcoholic. She's a very functioning alcoholic because she seems sober <laughs> after this drinking contest uh, when she's Indiana together, shows up. Yeah. Yeah, so Indiana shows up. Well, it lasts the whole movie, Mikey. Even the very ending scene when they're dressed in their like fancy formal 30s clothes. She's like, yeah. Indy, I'm going to buy you a drink. Let's get back on that train, baby. <laughs> I learned nothing along the way. <laughs> That's why she's sweating. Uh, so Indiana shows up and he's looking for this bronze medallion, which is like the top of the staff of Ra. And it belongs to his friend Abner, who I think is the dad of Marion. I don't know if that was ever like explicitly said, but, uh, he asked Marion about it. She says that Abner is dead and, uh, just refuses to give him the medallion, even though she knows where it's at. Uh, and Indiana offers up, I think, like 3000 bucks for it. And then he says he'll just get out of her hair and leave her alone. Um, Josh, who then shows up? Yeah. So uh, Marion's inexplicably just like, come back tomorrow, Indy. So (laughs) he's like, what was that about? Okay. I don't know. Like she's fucking tanked. She's like, I can't make a decision like this right now. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense actually. But, also, three thousand dollars in this time period is fifty-two thousand dollars. Yeah, there you I go. love that he was just carrying that in his khakis. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know what this the evil guy's name is that walks in. I don't know really what Arnold. His, 
Arnold Tot, whatever Tot. he's in the he's a captain in the Gestapo. He a major was me. put in the movie so that his face could melt off at the end. For sure, he's <laughs> the like, only reason perfect for that. <laughs> it he helps a- that he already looks plastic. So. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> He comes in and she's like, oh, sorry, we're closed. No drinks. And he's like, we, we are not thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are not thirsty. And he, sti- he like sets everything on fire. He's about to uh, like cattle iron her face, I think. And Indy comes in and starts a shootout. That's kind of reminiscent of the Inglorious Bastards shootout. I was thinking about this earlier. We've seen a couple bar shootouts. I don't think this is the best one in the spoilers list. Oh uh, hmm. yeah, if we've done Inglorious Bastards, have we? I don't think so. No, no, no. Stevie was too scared because it was like his one of his favorite movies. What about Desperado? I just I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm not. I wasn't giving you crap. Desperado. Ooh, that's Ooh, a good one. That's probably the best. That whole yeah. movie is a bar shootout. Yeah. yeah. compete. <laughs> so the Nazis show up, and yeah, all hell breaks loose, <laughs> and everything is on fire now. And I thought this was a really great scene. Uh, there's a lot going on. This is all like real fire, all practical effects. Everything is like uh, really going down here. And in like the special features, there's a lot going on, and there's a great scene of like Spielberg and Harrison Ford, like really getting like the nitty gritty stuff of like Marion and Indiana Jones's first reaction. He wants her to like grab him really hard and then kind of like loosen up because it just adds like one more beat. Like, Oh, is she going to punch me in the face again? Or is she going to go in for a kiss? And they were just like collabing. So, so back and forth that really shows like how great of a combo they were. And they were doing that stuff throughout the whole movie, so it was like really cool to see. It also really emphasizes how much of an alcoholic Marion is, because at one point a barrel gets shot and she just sticks her mouth underneath it and chugs. That wasn't that wasn't a directing choice. That was a Karen Allen choice. She uh, <laughs> <laughs> she did that. She on was her thirsty. <laughs> yeah. So it refuel. <laughs> I thought there was a really funny uh, death here. Uh, Indy mercifully headshots this guy who catches on fire <laughs> just to like put him out of his misery. He's that was actually anyway. uh, Harrison Ford's stunt double. And during that sequence, he was actually knocked out cold on screen. Oh, shit. So he was actually knocked out Jeez. cold while on fire. <laughs> what? Yeah. How do you get knocked out? No idea. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and then, uh, the, the Nazi guy, what was his name? Arnold. He ends up grabbing this very hot medallion, which has been sitting in the fire, and he burns his little Nazi hand. Yeah, he lets out a, a little Nazi scream, and then he runs out the window <laughs> and puts his hand in the snow. And, uh, then Marion, uh, uh, Indiana wants to make an escape real quick, but Marion knows that the medallion is there, and so she goes to grab it, and uh, she picks it up, and uh, her bar burns down. 
And then after that, we get a scene of them outside the bar and she's like, well, I'm your partner now because I have no money and you torched my place. So whatever we get from this treasure hunt, I get half of. So she's now a part of the crew. And, uh, Brett, do you know where we head next? Uh, yeah, they go to, uh, Cairo where they meet your favorite soccer player, Salah. Yeah, we get another map trip. Gimli! (laughs) Call it an asp! An asp! (laughs) (laughs) I like Sally. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's Indy's friend, and he's working at this Nazi dig site. Uh, I guess he's like one of the best construction guys, I think, around, so he's doing work uh, as a crew member there. And uh, we get some scenes of Indy and Marion... Uh, well, they're greeted by Salah, and then he takes them to to uh, his house, and they kind of talk about their plan and where uh, they're trying to find this map room. And then uh, we get Indy and Marion walking around town. And Pap, what kind of happens when we're walking around in downtown Cairo? They kind of—is this where they kind of get ambushed by a bunch of uh, 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 Egyptians in, in black? Right? They're kind of attacking. Yeah, we get some. Like a militia or something hired by the Nazis. Because I guess there's also Nazis running around with them, too. So they're kind of working together. And it's there's an a lot Assassin's of great, Creed. Uh, this is a really great set piece. There's a lot that happens here. Like, she goes for a ride in, like, a like a, a, a hay cart. And then gets, like, set off by, like, Indy <clears throat> cracking his whip. She, like, attacks the guy with a frying pan, I remember. And then this is... Uh, she's got the, the Nazi monkey with her, too, right? During this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So she hides in a basket, and then the Nazi monkey kind of alerts her that she's hiding in the basket by jumping on it. Mm-hmm. Little and connection then, uh, to our previous episode. Uh, the monkey was actually voiced by I think his name is uh Frank Welker, has who to be voiced a poo from Aladdin. Abu. Abu. Abu, my bad. At one point, the little Nazi monkey goes, "Oh no!" And it sounds just. <laughs> 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 but well, can we also just... is the monkey is an asshole. Why do they keep letting him come around? He gets his comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> if there's one thing the I monkey from is a movies, dick. Monkeys are assholes in the Middle East. <laughs> he also does a yep. mini little monkey hail Hitler Dude, thing. Abu is fucking awesome. <laughs> this but this one is, is so. I think it's while she's in the basket. This is like one of the most famous like comedic parts of the movie. Like indie. Mm-hmm comes into this big like market square and this like guy comes out and he's whipping the sword all around like <laughs> and he just Indiana Jones just takes out his gun and shoots him point blank and the crowd goes <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh watching the DVD there's uh, they had a deleted scene of that same of that same like set piece and it involved like the sword guy getting real close and like actually chopping like meat on it on like a butcher's table and it was terrible it was absolutely awful uh that scene what it was before it was so dumb is the story of that has anybody ever checked to see if that's true like the the rumor i'd always heard was that he uh in the uh harrison four was like just so exhausted they were supposed to have like a sword fight food poisoning yeah mm-hmm. he was sick yeah and then he just pulled the gun out and shot it it was like a big ad lib and it was like Everyone Whether loved that's it. true or what? he suggested it because it was so dumb before, I totally believe it just yeah. makes the scene so much better. Possibly, was- maybe they like sh- maybe they like done like twenty takes or whatever, and he's like, 
I mean, it's classic. It's, him pulling the gun out is just so good. Because Sala, yeah. the actor, like shit himself on sc- shit himself on screen, like <laughs> while they were filming. Everyone yeah. got a lot of food poisoning. They definitely didn't do twenty <laughs> takes. Like this was like Bad Spielberg dates. was like powering through the shoot because like he had basically had three movies in a row go like way the fuck over budget. Jaws, Close Encounters, and nineteen forty one or whatever that one is. I've never seen that, but he he was really trying to go like under budget, so they're going like really quick takes of everything. Um, but this was filmed, I think, in Tunisia, right? Like the same place all the Star Wars ones were, Correct. and that's why uh, everyone got so sick. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure exactly where they found it. Are we it. are, are we going to talk about that? Are we going to talk about Gimli and how that's Gimli? And we already did. Oh, we did, man. I was lost. Well, my bad. An asp. Remember, it was a hilarious <laughs> joke. Asp. Everyone loved it. Hey, you're right, uh, Tunisia. By the way, Pappy, good call. I would like to use this opportunity though to throw it to you guys. Like these fight scenes, the comedic part notwithstanding, like they kind of suck. Yeah. I love the sound of the punches, though. It's, like, so fake, but it's so classic. <laughs> it's I think kind it, of, like, campy... I don't yeah, know. Like you would Batman. Have to, yeah, like, old, old Batman. Like... Yeah, the, the Adam pretty, West like Batman. Like, wartime, wartime media. This is how people fought, and it was just way campier. I, I don't know. Like, Nick Cage's uh, character in Spider-Verse also fights exactly like this. It's just, like, kind of like the style at the time. I think it has a little bit to do with um, the guy who was running Paramount at the time, Michael Eisner, as well. He How's was so? kind of a major stickler for budget. And mm-hmm. it's, like, really well known. Uh, if you went a million dollars over on your budget... That was coming either out of your pocket or uh, you went to another studio to have it financed. I just saw that about Rocky. Like any any every dollar they went over a million dollars that the people had to pay. Yeah, they they were crazy. That's so nuts. Yeah, well, what the fuck? Ugh. Yeah, that was a Michael Eisner thing. Yeah. So I could see like them like trying not to go over budget like at all in this movie. Yeah, I think Pat mentioned earlier that this is like one of Spielberg's fastest shoots. He said he shot it in like half the time he shot Jaws in, which is like crazy to think about because there's a lot going on in this movie. So uh, we get uh, back to Salah and he takes Indy to find out more info about the medallion. He takes him to some old guy who happens to know something and we get a scene with the bad dates where uh, the monkey uh, where actually there's like an assassin following them and he kind of follows them to this place and poisons some dates but they don't eat him. The monkey eats him. Salah uh, sees it and catches this date going into Indy's mouth. <laughs> Salah, what a stud. Yeah. Also, we the audience think Marion is dead this whole time, right? Yeah, is that, she yeah. Yeah. blew up in the truck, yeah. Or so we think. Yeah, air quotes. Just hiding out at a bar. <laughs> this movie definitely doesn't go out of its way to like over-explain a lot of the relationships between characters, which is kind of cool you got to fill in the gaps yourself even with marion and indy i don't know how much you guys gleaned from their few conversations but it's pretty open-ended i mean she there's not 15 i want to save my stevie up. corner for something better than this but uh yeah so moving on from that uh we get to the nazi dig site <laughs> Uh, Stevie, what happens at the Nazi dig site? We, we, Indy sneaks into the map room with this staff of raw fully assembled. He's got the measurements for the, 
for the stick and he's now inside the map room. And what does he do? I thought that was a pretty cool part they inserted where it was like, because that Belloc guy had a medallion like it, but it wasn't the right one, right? It didn't have only one side. Yeah. Then have the other side saying, take a foot off. The ins- the staff of Ra's like, instructions are literally written. I tried to put this Ikea bookshelf together the other day, and it said, <laughs> it said like, hammer in the pegs. And then, like, I did that, and, like, the next line said, but not before screwing in the thing. <laughs> I'm like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> Pretty little extra yeah, so- thing. Turns India's- out you can't, you can't put together the staff of Ra with one burn on a man's hand. <laughs> Go figure out. <laughs> yeah, instructions Yee. unclear. Why was that dude so ugly? <laughs> For real. <laughs> like, if you're going to have, like, a menacing villain to be in the movie, at least have him be somewhat handsome. He was like, sweaty the whole time and just covered in leather. I mean, God, he was ugly. The main villain was handsome. Is that what you're talking about? No, like, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Ernst. Right, I'm saying, like, Belloc was like the main villain. Belloc. Belloc. What's friend and elvish? I still can't get over him grabbing that hot coal medallion out of the fire with just a huge, just paw. (laughs) Not even like fingertips. No. (laughs) Kick it. Kick it out of the fire first. He's the worst Nazi ever. (laughs) Well, let's not go that far. Okay, well, Indy's in the map room now that he has the right instructions. And apparently uh, the sun goes through that room at 9 a.m. And he places a staff where it needs to be. And some pretty awesome CGI uh, fills that room. We're going to get in trouble again. For what? Because we said Highlander had CGI and the guy calls an idiot. Ooh. CGI in 1985. Well, that so. dude can start his own podcast. Otherwise, he can shut the fuck up. We can just but, say computer, hey. computer graphic and stuff. Yeah, I'm just, the pod. Yeah. I'll say CGI all day. <laughs> big fan. He's a big fan. Hello, but, listeners. Uh, yeah, a giant light beam fills the room and uh, gives any the clue to where the actual dig site is, where the ark is. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty sweet looking. It's a pretty scene. cool sequence, honestly, especially with like the miniatures like built mm-hmm. inside the room. I thought mm-hmm. it was cool. Yeah, I love that scene. Um, but his friend Salah is up top with the rope, and he's found out by some Nazis who uh, kind of take him away from the hole in the ground where Indy's at, and he has to ditch the rope, and he has to ditch his friend Indy. So Indy's now kind of trapped down there for the time being. This is pre-World War II Nazis that aren't just shooting everything on sight, apparently. They just kind of shoo him away, and he's by, like, one of the most important sites on Earth, just nosing around. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of rolls down the <laughs> dune. It's nice clumsily. that you're sticking up for the Nazi here. Oh, no! No! <laughs> These were the good guys. <laughs> no, Nazis <laughs> did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, they don't kill him. They just kind of like brush him away, and uh, then Indy somehow. Oh wait, Salah comes back, but he finds uh, he makes a rope out of like a Nazi flag and kind of scares Indy for a little bit there with his rope. Uh, but he climbs back out, and then uh, he finds uh, he ends up running into Marion, uh, who's locked up in a tent, and he can't take her with 
he can't take her with him right now because that would kind of give away that somebody's on <laughs> location and kind of ruin their whole plan of plan of finding the ark. So Indy and Salah kind of ditch her and then they go on and find the tomb and uh, dig it up. And Jordan, what happens when uh, we find the tomb and what kind of creepy crawlies are down down there? All all them snakes. Snakes. Ass. Snakes. Why do they snakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, you... I'm. I mean, I'm a little bit lost at this point in the movie. I was. Did you Vince watch it too, Jordan? No, man. I I watch watched it, but mm, was not super interested. Um, oh no. What? Early pre early preview of his yes or no. <laughs> no, aren't there a bunch of snakes and he has to like light a torch to like keep them all away? He lights them. Yeah. He pours gasoline all over them. Yeah, yeah. He lights the torch. Yeah, Jordan's like, oh yeah, Harrison Ford isn't very handsome, and he just kind <laughs> of lights a snake on fire. Dude, he torches like a thousand snakes. Yeah, <laughs> at least yeah. thousands. He, he, he gases them up, and he's 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 like. Covering a circle with his torch, yeah, yeah, no, and the and he is also handsome while he does it. Oh yeah, and nerdy, and nerdy. <laughs> Brett, I have a question for you. Would you yeah. rather be in a small room with five giant tarantulas or ah, that pit mm. with all the snakes? Ooh, oh, uh, wait, whoa, what kind of? Whoa, whoa. Can, first of all, okay, can we not say that again? Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> what? What was the the small room? Like a, like a like a music practice room, like I like got. Four by five, Ooh. a soundproof enclosed uh, room. Yeah, where no I one mean, can hear your screams. I mean, or this giant <laughs> cave of wonders full of snakes. Soundproof. For sense would tell you. Oh God. Uh, common sense would tell you you'd rather be in the room with the spiders because they won't kill you. I mean, they could kill me. I could like have a heart attack and die of fear. <laughs> <laughs> but those could. You could. Oh God. Um, you could kill those pretty easily once I. Got over the crippling fear and cleaned up my urine all over the place. <laughs> uh, the snakes, you'd, you'd die. So, sadly and crazily, I'd probably take the music. You had to make it that small of a room, Pat. Oh, yeah. This, <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> I'll go with the room with the spiders, I, I guess. I don't, but I don't wow. want either one of them. All right. We'll set that up. <laughs> no. Bro, are you afraid of snakes? We'll Am I afraid of snakes? Sure. Really? But I not like. I, I mean, I can look at them. I don't. I don't want to be around one. I don't have like a phobia of them. Okay. I have a rational fear of snakes. I have an irrational a rational fear of spiders. Fear. Okay, I, I respect. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Good question, Pat. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Asps. Very dangerous. First. Indy climbs down there. He's gotta. He's gotta find this ark. Uh, but only after Salah's suggestion of asps. Very dangerous. You go first. So <laughs> he climbs down there, and uh, while this is all happening, Marion is getting Belloc drunk. She's trying to like. I don't know if Belloc is trying to woo her or she's trying to woo him at this point, but she's trying to escape. So she's getting him drunk, and uh, then the Nazi guy shows up. And Stevie, what does the Nazi guy want? Okay, so I was really focused on Marion at this point because I was trying to see if she could actually get drunk. And I, once again, she sobered up really quickly. Um, so 
The Nazi guy, if I remember correctly, what does he want? Americans always overdressing for occasions. <laughs> so he does have that great joke with the clothes hanger where you think it's like nunchucks. Okay, that part was hilarious. <laughs> she gets really scared. <laughs> yeah, I was always confused by that for the longest time, but a Nazi with nunchucks? I don't know. Uh, I didn't it's know like if it was some type of... straight out of Austin Powers, that joke, honestly. Well, it's actually... I forget, Mikey, what of, did... Uh... It's straight out of Spielberg's last movie, 1941. Like, he just recycled the joke literally two movies in a row. <laughs> like, well, that one didn't work. Try it again. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know... I think he just wants to find Indy, because I think he now knows that Indy is on site. So, uh, they track down Indy, and uh, he brings Marion along with with him to uh the tomb and while indy's down in the tomb he tosses marion in there too and great catch yeah she kind of uh lands she kind of hangs onto a, a giant statue and then it kind of breaks off and then she lands into indy's arms mikey where... can i bring up a point real quick yeah so sala's down in there with indy first and they have a rope and when morning mm. rises that morning, Balak and the ugly ass Nazi like see that people are digging and they run over there. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. There's no way Gimli shimmied up that tall of a rope in like 10 seconds. He was up and out of there. I don't know. It just bothered me in the movie, but keep going. He's pretty strong, though. I got to imagine he digs holes. I think it's more of a perspective problem. I think it's like a really long lens. So like they're looking at that dig site, but it's really like a mile and a half away. Okay. That'd make more sense. Gotcha. That's the way I see it. So Marion uh, gets tossed into the, into the tomb and they're now, Indy and Marion are now trapped both in there. Uh, Pap, how, how do they escape? What goes on here? Um... They so they have to deal with the snakes for a little bit, and then I think doesn't Indy like climb up? I don't I don't know what the name of the Egyptian god is, but he like climbs Isn't up on Anubis? one of those like Anubis, Anubis, yeah, like wolf guy looking statues, and he basically just takes out a whole whole wall, and they're able to like, kind of like poke a hole through the stone and get out from yeah, there. Yeah, he right? notices that the wall is like hollow, or it's got an opening on the other side because there's snakes fallen out of it and so he knocks over the giant statue and when marion walks through the the hole in the wall she runs into literally every dead body that has ever been created (laughs) uh uh, she walks into a bunch of mummies and i don't know they're screaming there's uh, they're screaming for some reason both she is screaming and the mummies are screaming and it's uh she's just bumping into mummies all over the place. And then Indy grabs her and yanks her out of the tomb. And they find the, uh, the, the hole where they, uh, are, uh, where they exit out to the Nazi airport. <laughs> well, I, you had a good point about the, the mummies screaming. And Josh, like, mentioned earlier that the fights suck. Like, if dead mummies screaming, like, isn't a sign this is just supposed to be, like, campy, ridiculous throwback fun like it's not based in reality at all it's like silly awesome right like yeah i think so there's no judgment here josh 
<laughs> Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I think uh I think if you that was lost on you that uh it's a, not supposed to be campy. It, uh, it's definitely supposed to be campy. I think uh Plus Nazi Sandow is in this movie. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we also get a a giant Nazi <laughs> fighting Indiana <laughs> Jones and one of like the more classic like kind of fist fights. Uh I like that. Stevie <laughs> know so much about European bare buckle box bare knuckle boxing it's incredible alexander cooper taught me all i know (laughs) (laughs) we watched the single greatest documentary on the history of the sport so i don't know why (laughs) what makes the perfect man Uh, yeah this is a great in retort i will just say (laughs) when i was a kid and i saw this um I didn't think it was campy. I was freaked out by the screaming mummies, quite frankly, <laughs> and I thought the action was cool. So I, I thought it was campy this time around. I, I was kind of confused about that, though, to be honest. So glad you said that. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? This is it's like it's been said a million times. It's a throwback to the movies that Spielberg and Lucas liked when they were a kid. Like they're making it to be, you know, a kid would take it seriously, but an adult should be like, this is just like the most fun thing about movies ever but now with the budget of a modern movie at the time and all of the stunts are incredible mm-hmm. and it's not yeah uh so yeah we get like this classic nazi brute fight uh with this giant nazi guy and he's kind of pacing around this helicopter and then he ends up getting chopped up by the propeller which is like a pretty classic fight scene indiana jones fights dirty he points on the ground kicks the Kicks Sandow in the balls and then <laughs> throws sand in his oh, eyes. Yeah. The guy is huge. Pocket sand. Pocket sand. <laughs> Was Nazi Sandow deaf? How did he not hear that propeller right behind him? <laughs> it, this is also the end of a stretch with maybe like 20 minutes with basically no dialogue. It's just chasing, 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 fight. That's a good point. And you're upset about that? No, no. Just pointing it out, Mikey. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this uh, whole airport blows up. And, and it's a pretty cool scene. Uh, there's a great shot of Indy. He can't get the hatch open to get Marion out because she's locked in there. So there's a scene of like the a trail of flames going across as the plane is rotating around. It's a really cool cinematic shot. And it blows up. And then they get out of there as soon as the whole place blows up. It's a pretty cool shot. Uh, yeah, and then, like Jordan said, there's a, a big chase scene after this, and the tr- the Ark is now on a truck headed towards Cairo. It's going to be shipped off to Berlin, so Hitler can get to it. And uh, does anybody want to take over and kind of describe what happens on this chase scene? What kind of hijinks Indy gets up to? Okay, so... It's really badass when you think about it. Indy on a horse through the desert chasing cars... Like, the next looks... John Wick going to be something like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really cool. And, like, there's some great scenes of, you know, Indy eventually um, hopping on the truck where I believe the Ark is stored, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so we get a great sequence of, like, him throwing, you know, one of the passengers outside the truck and him going after the driver, and uh, the driver getting the best of him. And I know what you mean now, Mikey, like how the stunts are amazing. When Indy, where his stunt guy's in the front of the truck, 
and he's like barely holding on as he's like driving mm-hmm. down that eventually goes underneath the truck and has to whip it back and hold on for dear life. It's really mm-hmm. cool. It's a lot like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I was going to say that, Brett. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of the exact same stunt except zero car going under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a pretty scary stunt. I think uh they talked to the stunt guy doing it and he actually hurt himself trying to do it the first time. So this is after he got knocked out the first in the bar scene. I don't know if it's uh, that same They had guy. a couple of different guys. Yeah, I think it's a different guy. God, they like killed off five Indiana <laughs> Jones stuntmen. This <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's how movies get made. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot going on in this truck scene. Indiana, I think, goes all the way around the truck one whole time, <laughs> like underneath and over over the top to get back into the into the cab and kick uh, the Nazi out one more time. It cracks time. me up that he, he gets shot in the arm, and at one point the Nazi guy like punches him in the arm, but it just stops hurting <clears throat> for a minute because he throws him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's right after he gets shot in the arm, too. Like There's this one one of like the, the Egyptian guys like like smacks in the windshield and like slides off, and then Indy <laughs> and the driver look at each other and laugh, and then Indy <laughs> kicks him out of the car. It's like something out of a cartoon. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, they have a little moment there together. <laughs> like, ah, that was nuts. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's the campiness of the movie. Uh and it's all that stuff uh really makes really makes the movie, I think, and kind of gives it that feel. Uh but yeah, we get another chase here where we're now on boats. We somehow get to like a we get to a dock and the Ark is now on a boat with Indy and Marion. Uh, Indy successfully stole the Ark back, and now they're trying to get back to the U.S., I think, uh, with the Ark. This is kind of like and, Face uh, Off. Some... What was that? It's kind of like the movie Face Off. You just go to boat chasing out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a scene here on the boat. Uh, Indy and Marion have uh, an intimate moment, and I'm pretty sure they bang. Uh, and then the Nazis board the ship via a sub and steal the Ark back. And how, how, how does uh, Indiana Jones get back uh, to the Nazis? There's like a captain on that boat that's friends with Salah that he's doing his best trying to get him out of the situation. But it doesn't work and he's failed and they're going to find Indy soon on the boat and kill him. But... He's asking his first mate, like, did we ever find Indy? And he's like, no, he's nowhere. And the captain, at that moment, no, he's there. And I guess he'd been swimming for a while, and he just made it over to the top of the sub and boards the sub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he somehow sneaks on an impenetrable sub and... (laughs) Opens up the hatch somehow and sneaks on. They never show that, by the way. He's just on top of it, and they, like, cut to new scene, and he's on the inside. How did he get in there? Yeah, and then we end up in another dock (laughs) where he somehow gets off of the dock. And we get uh, a scene of them, like, traveling up up this mountain. They're on another island, a, a separate island, for some reason, to perform this ceremony for the Ark. And uh, Indy gets captured. I think he has a standoff with a bazooka and uh, kind of stands down because he doesn't want to kill Marion. But he does want to destroy the Ark because I think he knows that it's 
something evil or but, there's too much but he doesn't he doesn't want to destroy the ark because it. he's a yeah. he's an, he wants he's too curious about it his his uh scholarly mind just won't let him destroy the real bitch so, <laughs> real bitch <laughs> so we get into like the this is like the end scene here it's pretty iconic uh pap what happens when we open up this this uh sacred Treasure. Yeah, so the, so the Nazis are real hesitant about performing a quote Jewish ceremony to open the <laughs> open the ark, um, but the French guy convinces them that it's it's, it's necessary. And Indian Marion are t- tied up on a on a lamp pole, and uh, uh, they perform the ceremony. Uh, sorry, what's the French guy's name? It's a uh, Bella Bella <laughs> It's like dressed in traditional kind of garb, and they. They open the Ark of the Covenant, the, the home of the Ten Commandments, and, and they're initially disappointed because it's like a bunch of sand. Sand, right? Yeah. And so, like, they're all like super sad. And then, like, one of Brett's favorite movies, a bunch of Ghostbuster ghosts pop out mm-hmm. and uh, basically melt everybody's face off. And Indy's <laughs> like, "Don't look!" And it's, I mean, even the like uh, this scene's been memed like a thousand times. I, I think it's another early use of kind of like CGI or some kind of like digital effects. Yeah, no. but it's, it looks pretty good. Like it, the, the faces melting, I think were like plastic molds used with like hair dryers and stuff. Like it's like Mikey said, it's one of the most iconic scenes of all time. But basically, at the end of the day, it's just Indy and Marion left, and everyone else has been uh, ghostified by what's in the Ark of the Covenant. confession to make about this scene and it's like I still turn away and don't watch when that uh, the pretty thing you know the it's beautiful <laughs> and she turns into whatever she turns into it's been like decades since I've seen it I still don't watch it why so, uh, it freaks me out it freaks me out too spooky for Brett it might not be I have again I haven't seen it in a long time so it's probably nothing but I don't like things that are like pretty that turn into something scary. I don't like that. <laughs> Never have. Another phobia. Such as life. <laughs> no, I hate. Hey, hey, I'm just going to be a peek, a little Beauty peek behind the curtain. Is in the eye of the beholder of the Brett holder. I felt like <laughs> I was looking this whole movie and waiting and hoping that there'd be some sort of reference or breadcrumb that would make that decision to not look at it, to not be melted makes sense and i couldn't find anything like i think they say the words of like c or i or something isn't that what gets him the eye of the beholder maybe uh maybe that's what tricks him off Mm. doesn't she say that about the eye i don't know i'm trying to help you out with the brett the brett i mean that's a good question it's like if 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 Nazis had not opened this sacred Jewish artifact, would they like if it was like a you know a good Jewish boy if Tevia from Fiddler of the Roof had opened it? Like, would they be okay? Or is this <laughs> that's like, what I always thought? Yeah, is it is it just because they're Nazis? I always thought it was a test. Interesting. 
Oh, yeah. What is the range on these ghosts, too? How far do they go before they come back? <laughs> 30 feet. <laughs> They're like homing pigeons. They can only go like a mile out. <laughs> <laughs> Straight back. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think it's just like if I don't know if there was like some context clue that was maybe given, but it's also like his only option is just like just don't look at it. Just close your eyes because they are tied to this pole. So there's not much they can do. Uh, so after that, we uh, head back to America with the Ark. Uh, Indy is having this meeting with the government officials that sent him on this mission again, and they assure him that the Ark is safe. Uh, but Indiana is not too convinced on that. And he has a real problem with, uh, the government not knowing how powerful the Ark actually is. So, uh, he's pretty upset when that meeting gets out of there. And we get this quote here from, uh, one of the officials that they have their top men on the case. From Porkins? <laughs> yeah. Men. Yeah, uh, this chubby guy. And he, uh, sh- is the one that's telling Indy that it's fine. Uh, it's in a top secret facility. And then uh, after that, we get Indy walking down the steps there, and he's greeted by Marion, who tells him that she'll buy him a drink. And uh, they kind of head off, and their their story ends there for this movie. And then we get one more scene of uh, the Ark being stashed away in this secret facility, and we find out that it's filled with hundreds, thousands, it's miles long, and it's got a bunch of treasure and relics uh that are also supposedly dangerous or possibly priceless that we don't really know about. Or maybe they're just mundane. And this is like the best thing the government could do with the Ark. It's a bunch of Hugh Jackman. They just got a there. bunch of arrowheads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Josh? Yes. Uh, I'm looking at something. The uh, 1 Samuel 6.19 says, But God struck down some of the men of Beth Shemesh putting 70 of them to death because they had looked into the Ark of the Lord. So maybe he knew that. Ah. He's pretty smart. And there's a different, like the King James Version is like, they kill like a lot more, like 50,000 people instead of 70. But it's still pretty much translated to look into the Ark. And since Indy is like super smart with that stuff, maybe he knew that. Like it would have been nicer if they would have thrown like a breadcrumb. Like if he like starts whispering to himself, you know, like one Samuel or something. I don't know, but... How are 50,000 yeah. kind of a- people going to look in the Ark at once? How's a whole Wrigley field of people going to look into <laughs> one Ark at once? That doesn't make any because sense. Because those homing pigeon ghosts can travel a little bit, man. Fair point. That's a good point, Brett. Uh, yeah, he does make a uh, comment like, haven't you ever been to Sunday school or something at the beginning of the movie? So I'm sure he knows oh, a lot about nice. a lot about uh, the Bible and stuff. And he references it like pretty he, easily. In the third in the third movie, it's pretty much all him referencing yeah. biblical stuff. So yeah, he definitely knows his crap. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. The credits roll on what is the greatest action adventure movie of all time. Uh, <laughs> also, one of the coolest paintings. Paintings. That end shot with the warehouse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a giant painting. What? Yeah, it's really cool. They layered it in a certain way to where it looks like it's live action. Hmm. Similar to what Disney did with their animations. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. It is really cool looking. Uh, So that's it. If you guys have any last thoughts, we'll give our reviews. Did you guys notice how... I know this is a George Lucas flick, but Marion was definitely like Attack of the Clone Padmaid. Yes. Like her clothes kept ripping. She got put into like sheer and sheer clothing. 
Is that but not? She's t- but she's tough, though. Well, apparently so the, bad, whole, the whole scene with her and Belllog was improvised, and that it was kind of a bridge because she was complaining, that, oh, "Why am I wearing this dress?" And that whole scene was made up for an excuse of of why she was wearing that skimpy dress. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, I just to point Josh, out. I, I guess. noticed it. It was weird. <laughs> it helps that she is a strong character. She does kill people, and she kind of kicks drinks. a lot of ass. Yeah, she, she drinks a lot. Drinks heavily. Drinks a lot. The one guy seems like he might be a reference for like the Avengers Red Skull dude. Yeah. Um, maybe? I don't know. I mean, probably not, but I mean, they're very similar. I don't know. They I talk similarly. Stevie feels like you would know the comics more. Was that his face turns to a red skull at the end there? It does turn to a red skull. Yeah. It's an improvement of what was there before. Does that predate the comics? I'm sure or red does... skull was probably around first. I don't know. Seems similar. Yeah. I mean, this is like this movie is like a template for the whole tone of every Marvel movie, yeah. pretty much ever made. And and I've heard that the opening scene of Guardians is like a direct homage to to Indiana Jones how Chris Pratt's like you know grabbing that artifact uh, or yeah, whatever that's a good point yeah it helps being halfway in the middle of an adventure the very first 30 seconds of a movie that's mm-hmm. a pretty solid way to I start a movie I think that's so cool tension grabber so uh Pat since you started off with your uh intro let's start with you again for your review yeah, yes, this no. is this is this is a hard hard yes for me. This is this is definitely top tier Spielberg and he's made a lot of good movies and I think that it's important to know that he he knows what kind of uh painting that he's making here. He he's very aware of the the stylistic choices, the comedic choices, the tone choices and it's really hard to underestimate how important this movie is in the history of film, even though it is an homage to films that he liked when he was younger. So, like, I always have fun watching this. Um, I think that one thing we didn't touch on is that, like, 80% of this movie is ADR, and, and it is kind of a little bit frustrating Ugh. to, to watch that? sometimes. Uh, audio dialogue replacement, uh, they, they re-recorded, like, 80% uh, of the lines in, in post. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't like, so like that. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that does show a little bit, but, man, it's it's just fun. And it's 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 just, like a well-crafted movie that also brings that kind of fun element. So as hard a yes as we've had, and probably the best Spielberg related project that we've done on this podcast so far. Cool. Uh, I think Josh, you were next. This movie is really up my alley. My favorite podcast of all time is mysterious universe. So like, Nazis looking for biblical relics that have <laughs> powers is like my that's my shit just quite honestly but pretty hard yes I was shocked by how schlucky some of the action scenes were but it also provided humor so it wasn't like a huge roadblock but I think Pappy hit on something really true like it copied stuff and the ADR thing it is annoying, but it totally gives the movie that feel of being like an old-timey movie, which is kind of cool. It throws you back. But also, like, even the glow from, like, the idol and the arc is totally taken from Quentin Tarantino and Pulp Fiction with, like, the briefcase. And I bet if you comb through this movie, there's, hun- like, hundreds of those type of things 
so many references. Yeah, yeah. There really are. This has references to other movies. Other movies reference it. It's pretty meta. And I love the meta. So, <laughs> big yes. Stevie? Uh, yeah, this is a uh, hard yes. I think this is probably my favorite Harrison Ford role. He actually looks like he's enjoying what he's doing. Um, and also, like, I think it's a really well-written screenplay. Uh, it's a high-concept movie, but there's, like, a lot of meat, like, on the bones of this movie, so it doesn't feel hollow at all. And it's just a really fun movie to watch, so hard, hard yes. Brett? Oh, yeah, this is a hard yes for me. Um, I personally like the third movie more. Um, I've seen a lot more. I think it's funnier. I like the storyline more, but this is a classic. It's probably a better movie. And, uh, I just like lose all respect for anybody who calls it Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It sounds terrible. And that's not the name of the movie. So, uh, hard yes for me. Great movie. Harrison Ford is just so dreamy, but so nerdy at the same time. Harrison Ford five movie club, by the way, rare. Ooh. Nice. Uh, yes, but yeah, it is called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, the series is Indiana Jones. Good point, Brett. And then finally, Jordan. Indianapolis oh Jones. <laughs> Randy dressed like a fucking bumblebee. <laughs> um, I don't have like a connection to this from when I was a kid. I think I was probably made to watch parts of this when I was little. Um, I don't, there's, there's parts where oh, I was no. kind of bored. It's going to be, oh, it's, no. it's a soft yes. I think it's, I, oh. it, it's good, but <gasps> there were parts where I was like, it, Josh said it's like schlucky a little bit. And because I don't have that connection to it from when I was younger, I feel like it kind of loses me a little bit. Um, but it does birth a lot of memes and I see like the references and stuff. And I think that it is good. It's just, a little slow, especially in like the first, I would say like 40 minutes or so. But after that, watch the third one. Well, oh, I mean, I, eh. if, wow. you, if you, if you choose it, I might. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's good. And yeah, it's a soft. Yes. Whew. Uh, soft yeah. Yes call. for the memes, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting point. I got to give my review to, uh, but it's a absolute five out of five. Yes. Dogs from me. Uh, Jordan brought up an inter- interesting point that he thought it was slow. I have the complete opposite feeling. Uh, I think it's the best paced movie, like, ever. There's, like, no wasted scenes. Any scene that isn't action is probably funny. And any scene that isn't funny is probably an action scene. So there's a <laughs> lot going on. Uh, the music is incredible. It's one of, like, the most fun movies ever. It's got an amazing intro scene. We get a great uh, character intro, coolest character design. Um, uh, the music is great. The practical effects are great. The stunts are great. Uh, and then the actors and the writing, I think, are top notch. I don't think anybody else could be Indiana Jones. I think that would be a totally different movie, and I don't think it would ever be as successful as what we have now. So. I think it was the right time, right place for Harrison Ford, and I love this movie. I think it's one of the best of all time, and I love watching it every time I see it. So that's like what? How many people we got on here? Five? Six. Six? Six. Six out of six. Yeses. Uh, That's pretty good. 
Man, can you imagine if Joe would have said no on this and we wouldn't have got a preserved? <laughs> like one of the all-time greatest movies and Joe's like, it's a no, dog. He would have been booed to <laughs> oh, yeah. the map room. <laughs> Mikey, do you think there is a reason why that Marion was 15 and not like 18? What do you it's, why do you keep bringing this up? It's in the but it's all it's in what the novelization like that's a different it's almost like a different thing though. I'm with you though. That's weird. I'm not it's saying also the, okay, the I'm just saying a 28-year-old to pick it up with a 15-year-old is <laughs> I wanted to avoid say he's 28. Well, he's okay, no, he's 10 years her, 10 years older than her. No, no, let's see. He was 27 when she was 15. That's what it is. Where are you seeing that at? Where's that from? It's in the novelization. Like, they don't mention it all. It's like, again, novelization oh. is not even, like, real canon sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. It's very weird, She though. screams, I was 15. Yeah. Oh, she does? Okay. My bad. No, she said it was 10 years, and she's clearly in um, her 20s. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ruin this for me. Just let me, let me have this. this one. Just let me have this one. <laughs> All right, if Pappy can let me have Tiger Woods, I'll let you have this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you guys haven't checked out like Young Indiana Jones, that's played by Joaquin Fe- or uh, River Phoenix, and he's Joaquin. pretty pretty great at that too. R.I.P. Yeah, it's the third River movie. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Not Young Indiana Jones. That's that's a show that was with the guy from Boondock Saints. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sean. F- I don't remember his name, but yeah, uh, River Phoenix plays him in the third movie at the beginning. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go into trivia here. Uh, I don't have any order written down. It's just going to be a closest two. Uh, I'm last. Anybody know the order on the top? Me first, and then Josh. No, then Josh. Um, Then Jode. Then Stevie, then Brad. Me. All right. So Pep, hold on. Let me. Uh, wait. Sorry. What's the order, Pep? Pep. Uh, Pappy, then Jode, then. Sorry, uh, Pappy, Josh, Josh. Jode, uh, Stevie, Brett. Okay. All right. Okay. Here is your trivia question. Since uh, Indiana Jones is one of the greatest fictional Tomb Raiders of all time, uh, uh-huh. he's discovered a lot of a lot of uh, important uh, architectural or uh, archaeological finds. Uh, what year was King Tut's tomb discovered? Oof, nineteen seventy-four. All right, Back Josh. King yeah. Tut, doom, doom. <laughs> born in Babylon, nineteen sixty-five. Joe, nineteen to Arizona, King Tut, nineteen forty-six. Stevie, oh. Let's go with 1919. <gasps> I feel really <gasps> bad about my guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was go. Oh, wait, wait. When did Wild and Crazy Guy come out, or when did King Cuts? <laughs> Dude, we get this Brett. Okay, so you said 1919. Jode said 1946. Six. 
Oh man, I feel like it's right in the middle of that. So hey. I'm gonna go 1930. All right, your winner this week, the year 1922, Stevie. Oh, 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 damn. Nailed that one. Very close. Lego. Nice. All right, uh, we're gonna take a break real quick. I'm gonna kick it over to Spoilers Man. He's gonna read you some promos. Uh, and then uh, we're going to come back and Steve's going to tell us what movie we're watching next week. So take it away, Sense. Spoiler Man. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. And we're back. Uh, Stevie, you won trivia, so what are we going to watch next week? Fast and uh, I think we're gonna go back to the House of Mouse Boys. Oh, um, this is a movie that costed a fortune to make, no. and no one really ever talks <laughs> about it anymore. So we're gonna go back to honestly, I love this movie. Uh, it's called Treasure Planet. Oh, that, oh I use that as a, on the cruise, and people are like, "What's that?" They said you had to name as many Disney movies as you could think of. And I put Treasure Planet. Like, that's not one. Like, yeah, it yeah. is. It was a bad one, and nobody remembers it, but it was one. It's actually really actually, good. I've never no, seen really it, bad. but you're right, though. Nobody remembers it. <laughs> it's really that bad. Black Cauldron. Pap already has an opinion. Five. Uh, Pap, you wanted, a, you wanted a promo someone here? Yeah, I just need a quick shout-out to uh, Blue Sirens. You're hearing the song, I Have the Storm. Uh, them along with uh, Wolftron and Jack CC and a bunch of other great people let us use their music on SoundCloud. So if you want your music playing on this podcast, just uh, shoot us an email or a DM or something, and we can make it happen. Even better if it's Mo Salah included, yeah. Oh, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well... Uh... We're going to keep doing Disney movies until they tell us to stop and give us a cease and desist. So we're doing Treasure Planet next week. I hope you enjoyed listening. And that was spoilers. I was technically right. It was right. It was in the middle of that. This wasn't right in the middle. Ugh. <laughs> when you said seventy or whatever, Pappy, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I I was confused too. I was, like, I, was long, like, I knew it was a long time ago. I literally thought like the Steve Martin song came out like in coinciding <laughs> with. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's what you took that from. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big uh, archaeology buff. Wanted wanted to hit. Fun fact: Steve Martin was never a cast member of Saturday Night Live. Really? Yep. He just hosted so many times early on. Was like like he was a, he was like a favorite. Is he the most host? Uh, no. Uh, uh, Baldwin passed Goodman, I think, recently, or they're like right mm. around each other with like fourteen or something. I'm just saying he was just on it. Like I didn't, I didn't even mean I didn't mean host it. Like he just was on it. He was like a guest. They loved him. Like I was. Shocked when I found that out. I was like, he was not. Alec a Baldwin cast has hosted 17, 17? times. Okay. It's a lot of times. Jeez. Now it's not even funny. <laughs> Dude, he won a freaking Emmy last year. Did it? God, I watched this he episode did. last week. Oh, For he Trump? He, no, he, he won uh, Best Supporting Actor in Primetime Emmys. That shit. Huh. Hey. Like, yeah, he wasn't even like a, like a character. It's just crazy. 